episode of Just Two Boys with Walid and Just Me. Uh oh, Just Me and Walid. That's a little callback to the first episode. <laughs> oh man, this is what we do a lot on this podcast. Is we call back to previous skits and sketches <laughs> so that you know that we're staying consistent with the content that's being put speaking out. Speaking about consistent, we're speaking of consistent yeah. content. Um, we're block shooting this episode because we are because we have our guest. It's very hard to get him. It's very hard to get him. He's a very uh, busy guy, especially now mm-hmm. that yeah, he, especially now he's one of the f- party leaders of a big. Pro- Federal, not even. I was about to say provincial. A big federal party, one of the three major parties in Canada. He's the don't leader. Give it, hey, don't give it away. Don't give on. it away. Yeah. But the problem we're having is how do we block shoot and still come up with like yeah, how do topical? We? Like how do we still? Okay, so I what we can do is just kind of like maybe vaguely go over some stuff. Like kind of like guess what happens. Yeah, yeah. Let's guess what happens, but not get too much into right, it. Right. Exactly. So just all right. I got it. All right. Cool. Hang on. Yo. Did you, did you see what Trump said the other day? Oh, my God. I know. Tr- Donald Trump said that thing on Twitter. Uh, yo, I, I saw all over various news outlets. I CNN, s- Fox. Yeah, I saw uh, Fox was agreeing with him and CNN was disagreeing Not, with him. Uh, and then I saw Twitter. Twitter was an uproar. Yeah, t- Twitter was roasting him, man. And, uh, yeah, did you see that? Get involved. And- did you see that one person of color on twitter that has a lot of social influence when it comes to social justice they spoke out against yeah, it yeah i saw that yeah i saw that every man and did you see that one person that spoke uh in support of trump and he or she is a big advocate of trump oh they- baked alaska <laughs> <laughs> yes baked alaska or tommy loren oh yes those two people also agreed and they agreed. put in their two cents and they they did and they were they said here this is the reason why he said this and this is why this makes sense and everybody else is being a liberal cuck it's crazy donald trump yeah, said donald, something crazy hey, on did twitter you see wow. that new trend on twitter that's going all over around the world right now that hashtag yeah yeah did you see it? it's a shame because that hashtag or actually took over that one hashtag that was supporting that one cause oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. kids sure <laughs> it got a lot of donations for the kids and the, the terrible tragedy oh, that man. happened to the kids. Jeez, I hope really, nothing really happens bad to kids because <laughs> yeah. that would be really dumb if we like... If we guessed the future. Or if like because we guessed it, that happened, we spoke it and then like somehow it just... We caused a tremor in time. Is that how time travel works? North Korea. Again? Yeah, they're just testing... Oh, my God. They're testing the... The thing. The rockets. They're, they're, they're uh, tying the men to the rocket. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Like cartoons. Did you also see the, uh, the the solar eclipse? No, that already happened. Hey, did you see that meme? Oh, my God. Dude, that how was, funny was that? It was such a funny meme, but I hope everyone just keeps posting it. And I, posting I really it. do. It makes different renditions of the meme. Different renditions. I hope, like, celebrities get involved. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I love memes. I'm a sucker for memes. I hope Vine picks up that meme oh, and hope. does it again. I'm, I'm hoping at this point. Yeah, this one people will see. That somebody uh, pays for Vine again and it's, it's brought Hopefully back. Hopefully, we'll be rich and we can pay for Vine. Yeah. And we can post our own vines. <laughs> Jane Smith. What do you do? He's uh, dressing up and he's going around. He said that thing and everyone's like, whoa, we, we, he's woke. He's woke. He's so woke. He's pretty woke for saying that. Yo, he is, man. He's always that guy, that kid, man. He's just, he's just, because his, his new season of his anime came out. Season two. <laughs> season two is out already. Oh, yeah. I swear season one just came out. I know, but we, we really, oh man, episodes. wait, what's the date? When are we putting this episode out? Why is it so late? I swear, I swear this. 
I swear it's going to take another year, year and a half for another season to come out. I don't know, man. He bumps them out quick. Hey, I'm really sorry that your cat died. <laughs> See, at this point, I'm hoping your cat isn't alive. <laughs> fuck you, man. You <laughs> fuck you, you sick fuck. Don't ever that on him. Oh, man. Hey, I'm really happy for Zach being in that blockbuster Hollywood oh movie God, that... starring Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Finally, man. Zach. Finally. That's who I'm talking about, <laughs> not Zach Fiona. Cool. Yeah, I'm really happy for Zach being in that movie with Jim Carrey and uh, it's, it's uh, time, and Jennifer man. Lawrence. I'm about to, and I can't believe you got to do that sex scene with Jennifer Lawrence. With Jennifer Lawrence. This is, it was, a, and you know what? He he has a girlfriend, dude. His girlfriend was like, "Yo, super cool with it." Yeah, go for it. Go for it. And you know what? I watched that sex scene. I was watching Zach the whole time. That's how good his performance was. Not even Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, of course. Love you, tell you. Good for him. Yeah, there's this that much distance between them when they were doing the sex scene, which is really weird because I feel <laughs> like if you're, if you're having sex, you should probably be closer. But no, they kept their distance and they were respectful of each other and they bowed a lot. I think we did pretty good with guessing what's going to happen. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think we, think I think we got the future cards. All right, guys. So the guest that we have today, I know we hyped about the lot before, but literally it's the thing. The crazy thing is that I, I've known this guy for a really long time. And Me I've, too. And I've. What? Yeah. When? We go way back, me and this guest. How yeah, long? Man. How many years? It's like 11. <laughs> That's pretty much the same time I've known oh, him. Oh, word. Yeah, he never talks about you. It sucks. That's it's funny sucks. that he never brought you up, nor did he ever bring you up when we got to know each other. Mm, yeah, he's very reserved and private about our friendship. But go ahead. I mean, introduce the That's That's also really funny because I feel like when we were at my cousin's wedding, uh, he went up to me and was like, hey, Wally, nice to meet you. Yeah, this is a little inside joke we do together. It's funny, man. He's joke sometimes, man. It's really funny. <sighs> But, I mean, go ahead. Introduce him to the audience. Huh. Okay. Well, anyways, so I've, I've, known, this, I've, I've known this guy for years. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. He's, he's like my older brother. Hey, me too. He's one of my older brothers. Love him. You don't know him. You've, you just met him. You literally just met him like a month, not even a month ago. No, I told you 11 years, bro. He helped me through the hardest times, man. Uh, what? What? <laughs> when? Where? With how? My heroin addiction. He really heroin? What? Yeah, man. How do you think I'm so skinny? I thought you just you just said you run a lot <laughs> to eat ice cream. To eat ice cream, which cancels out the running. Nah, man, man. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even. I don't know about your heroin addiction. Yeah, it was bad, man. It was bad. But you know, luckily this guest who we have on the show today really helped me out. Okay, cool. Sure. Anyway, so I've known him for a really long time, and it's like it's interesting now that he's like at such a high position that. It's harder for me to hang out with him because I have to like schedule him. Same. It's so hard for me to get through his assistant, but I just want to be. I just want to be like the good old times. Do you even have his number? No <laughs> shit. Uh, I have his WhatsApp. So that's his number. Oh, I thought WhatsApp was like an app. No, you still need your number to use WhatsApp. Oh, sorry. I don't know how to use it. Sorry, I don't know how to use your guys's social media platform. Is it do Americans not use WhatsApp? No, not at all. What do you guys? How do you guys do group chats? iMessage. Ew. Ew. You can't. Vo- do you have your voice notes on iMessage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it was recorded off the first ever microphone that was ever invented okay, by okay, Alexander okay. Graham Bell, okay, who was a Canadian, on. invented hang the hang telephone. On. The microphone is still the same. Because you're recording it on the iPhone. Yeah, but some reason they make it shit. Why are we even talking about this? Shut up. Let me just introduce the guest. Anyways, it's so interesting because it's so hard to schedule him now because he's such a busy guy. Yep. And I had to go through his assistants and all these other me people. Too. When before, 
when before I had to, could just hit him up one to one, but I'm like, I understand now because he's he, even he is like not even a free guy. He has to like run a big political party in mm-hmm. Canada. So it's just. So we're gonna cut to a quick commercial break, uh, mm-hmm. and then after that, we'll have my best friend going up on the show. Bye. <laughs> you don't. Why the fuck are you saying you know him? I do know him. Oh, we go way back. Look at this picture. Look at this Kid. me and <laughs> That's me. You just showed me a picture. Oh. Wait, That's no, wait. That's who I'm getting confused with. You didn't just confuse me and Jigmeet. My bad. Anyways, like guys. how literally so many other news and media outlets have confused me and Jigmeet. You didn't just do that to me, did you? We're going to cut to a quick... You confuse me. All right, guys, here we are. Just two boys with the third boy here. Jigmeet saying the future prime minister. By the time this episode comes out, it, he will be the prime minister. The, the future <laughs> prime minister of the United States of Canada. And I am so excited uh thank you for joining us man thank you for hey, taking your time out it's you know what? it's an incredible honor for the record mm-hmm. i just had knee surgery yesterday you did and you're walking around with a limp and i'm here for you this is this is you're stupid <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what, you you mean, you mean so much to me and i didn't want to bail out on this yo i get it but you're kind of an idiot man. Yeah, like, you're on, on drugs and stuff we could probably get him to say whatever you didn't want. They, well, yeah didn't they say they, the doctor told you you can't do any driving or walking or anything for 24 hours a hasn't been 24 hours b you can't <laughs> talk or use mental state for 48 hours because you're kind of i don't know what's going on with you no no the actual thing is when did you do the surgery I this morning <laughs> no no it was yesterday. yesterday at about 10 or 11 so i'm okay on the 24 hours so 24 hours no Driving, yeah. I'm okay on that. Yeah. And the second thing was 48 hours, no serious decisions, no major decisions. Oopsie. So, <laughs> well, good thing this know. podcast isn't that serious, and uh, <laughs> you don't have to make any crazy decisions on so then, then we're all right. Except for okay. Wally. Before we start, we oh, just want to make sure. Right. You know, Jimmy, I hate to do this to you. Okay. Um, you know, we've known each other for probably like 15 years now. I don't know, it's been a long time. Uh, at least 15 years. And I feel like I know you pretty well. Yeah. Um, but then I came across these pictures and mm. I was like, how well do I really know Jigmeet? <laughs> and it was actually Wally that kind of uh, brought this to my attention. Okay. So it could be just him manipulating me like he always does. I mean, I'm just personally excited, you know, to have a future prime minister on just because yeah. it sure would be a damn shame if these pictures were to leak, huh? Wait, are you? <laughs> what, what are these pictures? Just a couple what did, of uh, what did you like to know, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a, just a couple of things that we want to clear up before uh, before you actually enter the office. How does everyone feel about Jigme eating a uh, pineapple pizza? Uh, how does that? What do you have to say about that? I I like pineapple. Hmm. Pineapple? I, I, huh? I don't know how <laughs> how legit that that pie. I wouldn't have had a pineapple pizza in my hand while I was doing that speech, but I mean pineapples, right? Yeah. Where do pineapples come from? Hawaii. Right. What is Hawaii doing? Exxon Mobil. Are you in bed with Exxon Mobil? No. Answer the damn <laughs> question, Jigmeet. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> sure would be a shame if this picture were to leak. Now, this is something that really kind of uh, upset me when I saw it. You're posing here with a stormtrooper. Do you denounce the leader of the dark side, Darth <laughs> Vader himself? Well, I think it's important to know that it's it's all one force. Even the dark side of right, the force I is a part that, of, okay, of the force. Listen, I, there's a question. There's a direct question that sure, I asked you. I don't sure. want you dip dancing and sure. lead the yeah, nice the try. question. Nice try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. We get it. Listen, Darth Vader. Well, there, there's not really a conflict between the Sith and the Jedi. It's actually all one force. And we see in some of the episodes, 
Darth Vader okay, actually cut, ended up your, saving the people. Cut your tiptoeing dilly-dallying. <laughs> I asked you a direct question. Now, the Imperial officers, some of the stormtroopers, they, they put up uh, pictures of Lord Vader uh, as, you know, one of, the, one of the leaders of their cause or a martyr, you know? And so you do, do you denounce Lord Vader's health? This is a question I'm asking. Well, Lord Vader actually ended up saving the galaxy. I mean, I denounced the violence. I denounced the All right, the, this is the, the third time I'm lives. asking this question, Jigmeet, and I want to ask you this very clearly again. You think again. we're dumb, Jigmeet? Yeah. Do you denounce Lord Vader himself? I want to hear it directly from you. Well, Lord Vader actually ended up helping Luke Skywalker when he was fighting against the Emperor. So Lord Vader actually saved his son. He actually he, he helped out he helped out the people. Okay, that's kind of backward. I didn't know he watched Star Wars. Yeah, so. I didn't know he was Star Wars <laughs> Okay, just go to the next picture. Right. Right. I just think it's funny how you have a son. Jigmeet <laughs> Singh, Prime Minister, has a secret son. <laughs> can, you, can we show this? Can we show closer? This? Just gonna, show in front of the camera. Chaps, right can we get this? Can we also get this imprinted on this? Jigmeet, uh, now you're. Show, show to that camera. This is obviously this is obviously Jigmeet's son. It looks exactly to a T like Jigmeet. Um, where's this? Where's this son of yours, Jigmeet? Why is he never around? <laughs> this is clearly photoshopped. It's so good. Though. Is it? It's so good. He it's looks so exactly funny. like you. Oh man, what, I did not expect that. Wait, hold on. Just close your ears. When you Photoshop this, did you not think maybe I should not use the exact same face? I don't At know. At least pick just, a different picture. I just wanted a kid to look kind of. <laughs> like you just him. inverted his face and planted it on a random kid. Okay, hopefully this one's good. Fourth picture, Jigmeet. We're not okay. letting you off the hook so all right, easily. All right, what's what do you got? Jigmeet, more like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, you got me? You got me. I'm Santa That's Claus. That's right. <laughs> I want five visas. <laughs> this is a dumb bit. We're very sorry. I had that was, fun. We had fun. This uh, was, was honestly, fun. this was all Waleed's idea. I just tried to play <laughs> along with him because he was crying over something, upset about something. No, it was it was a nice effort. I mean, yeah, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, it was you know, comedy subjective. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was know, uh, it was a good effort at least. I didn't sure. cheer him up. I was jangling keys in front of his face, and usually <laughs> yeah. that works, but that didn't happen. So I said I'd go along with this dumb bit for you. But <laughs> I do know you. Jimmy, we do know each other. We've we known each other for a really long time. For sure, we do. And uh, the thing that I I think the reason we got uh, got along really well is that we have uh, in some cases we have s- a similar upbringing in terms of like yeah. we grew up we call each, we call each other small small town six that's right that's a term that a I think thing. you made up so what that means is like essentially Punjabi or Sikh people that grew up outside of the greater Toronto area that's right the GTA that's right and uh, we faced a lot of the I guess a similar struggle you probably had it way worse than I did. You did. I, I, I had it rough. I mean, I had a beautiful, like, I have to say, I grew up in a small town that was beautiful. It was yeah. awesome. I had yeah. great memories. But it was also kind of rough. Like, kids mm-hmm. were pretty mean. And I, I used to get in a lot of scraps, a lot mm-hmm. of fights. Yeah. And I had to defend myself. Uh-huh. And I always felt like it wasn't the solution. Like, how do you get people to win them over, to, to kind of connect with them? It can't be through just having to deal with fights all the time. So mm-hmm. I always wanted to find a better way to deal with these conflicts. Yeah, where'd you grow up? Yeah, yeah. So I was born in Scarborough, Toronto. Yeah. Shout outs to... Six Norm Kelly, it's <laughs> only Scarborough Kelly. man I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he actually sent me a DM, oh, and he said, "Hey, another Scarborough boy did out did all right." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. That was kind of cute. Thank yeah. you for that. That was nice. Uh, then I went to I lived in St. John's, Newfoundland, Labrador mm-hmm. for about five years. Mm-hmm. It's where I learned how to swim, ride a bike, and mm-hmm. throw a snowball. In fact, wow. And <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard to throw a snowball. I, <laughs> I just say that it sounds cute. But I did actually. It's the first time I threw one. Uh-huh. And then I grew up. Most of my childhood was in was in Windsor, Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so even he grew up in like a small town as well. Yeah, I actually grew up in that. It's not small, but I mean, it's pretty. 
uh, Caucasian, Orange County. Have you ever heard? Of yeah, that? of course. Orange OC. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's not pretty Caucasian. That's really Caucasian. Yeah, it's very Caucasian. But now, I mean, it's getting. That's as Caucasian as you get. You <laughs> know is, that, right? I'm basically just a white brown dude. Yeah. Any uh specific encounters with racism growing up that you remember, like traumatizing? Give me the good stuff. Give me that. The traumatizing. So stuff. I can. So I don't feel bad about my. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I was I was like surrounded by a bunch of guys. They like held me up against a fence and started like punching me Jeez. and saying like you know, get out of here. You don't belong here. Yeah, me and you both. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but I was pretty tough, so I took the punches and I'm like, yeah, that's all you got. And then they kept on going. Whoa, like kid? <laughs> I was a pretty <sighs> reckless kid. In my final form. <laughs> 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 Imagine, uh, if you became, do you think like those kids beating you up, seeing you as prime minister, do you be like, damn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I feel beat like, up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, yeah, whatever. He may be prime minister, but we beat him up. How did you? How did your? How did your yeah, mind yeah, shift? Yeah, yeah. I guess from Absolutely. from fighting to what? What happened there? So, so for me, one of the things that was a big part of who I was was to try to to be the best at everything I did. Mm -hmm. So academics, I excelled at it. I was really good at school. Mm -hmm. I was really good in sports. So I mm -hmm. really excelled in everything mm -hmm. I could. That was my way of kind of compensating for being mm -hmm. made to feel like I didn't belong or there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. So I tried to just push myself harder. I would train all the time. I was always working out. Mm -hmm. As a kid, I was always ripped. Yeah. And it was because I was always working out. I was always trying to find ways to make myself stronger right. physically, mentally. Yeah. And and martial arts became a big outlet for me. So mm -hmm. I was I, I pursued that and I was pretty pretty tough. So that was your outlet. Yeah. Martial arts, physical activity and academics. So I poured myself into that. Yeah. And then at some point though, when I was, you know, having to defend myself and I had to like portray a certain confident almost aggression to insulate myself from people wanting to fight with me like if you carry yourself a certain way uh -huh. you can kind of discourage someone from wanting to be rude to you or, or right. maybe be, act in a way that's racist if you come across as someone who's not to be messed with yeah but then at one point i realized that that wasn't a sustainable thing to do mm -hmm. like i didn't want to fight everyone it wasn't something that made sense to me it didn't feel right i actually cared about people and i mm -hmm. wanted to win people over i didn't mm -hmm. want to have to always deal with these physical confrontations mm -hmm. so at one point i started thinking like how can i how can I you know, just win people over? Mm -hmm. And so subtly I realized, I didn't do this consciously, but I started finding ways to disarm people. Mm -hmm. And for me, it wasn't through humor because I was never really funny. I'm not mm -hmm. funny now either. But for no, me, you're not. I mean, Jimmy, we spent a lot of time together. Times, <laughs> even Bubu can attest to this, where you've like, cracked some jokes, and me and Bubu both looked at each other. No, like, Jimmy, listen, man, there's a lot of things that you're good at. <laughs> yes. a, a million things. Comedy is one thing cool. that. Maybe just leave it to us. We'll ghostwrite your jokes and yeah, then you can do whatever. Probably yeah. I need to do that. So I was that was the reality. I was not mm -hmm. it was never funny. So for me, I started finding ways to connect with people mm -hmm. and finding connections with people who are you would think would have no, nothing in common. I found those connections. And mm -hmm. that for me for me was my way of engaging people, finding the the similarities that we all share, that we're yeah. maybe different people, come from different walks of life, different right. experiences, but there's this commonality, there's this common thread that unites us. And I would find that in people I meet and that would that would I find a they'd find a way to feel like hey you know what this is a cool guy like I feel like yeah. I'm drawn to him and this is also another reason why you're better than us uh, <laughs> yo know, literally like we resorted to be like ah hoo hoo hee 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 oh you make jokes pop I'm gonna be a class clown I was like ah, we kind of like this guy because hey. he's funny let's keep him around us make more jokes hey dance come on ha 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 but, but yeah we like we resorted to comedy I know a lot of comedians become comedians because they've been through some like weird shit and then they yep. become comedians out of those dark to times to cheer themselves up right but you you are way better because you're actually creating some sort of change on a bigger scale <laughs> uh, as opposed to us just like you know cracking jokes haha -ha, people 
yeah. just like leaving their mind for, <laughs> for however. Split, for split, split. I, I wouldn't under, underestimate how powerful comedy sure, is, though. Right. It helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, man. You're changing you, the world. No, yeah. you're, you're like uplifting so many people. I actually come into across many yeah. people that actually say to me literally that they learned about me through Just Meet mm-hmm. and then and then Just Rain and that you have actually made people like in their times of sadness, mm-hmm. times of loneliness, have given them like hope in their lives. Like I met yeah. a guy, I'll tell you this guy, legit a Filipino guy yeah. was living in Germany and he was homesick and what made him not feel homesick was watching your stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. So that's what I'm saying. Like we, we, cool. we, even we've had this conversation before. It was like, even though we're in a different, we're still kind of striving for the same purpose or the same goal when it comes Absolutely. to bringing awareness to not only just our community, but just like kind of getting shitty people or sh- shitty situations and, and, and bringing light to them being like, yo, this is not a way you can look at this. Cause even when people have come up to us and been like, yo, I've learned a lot about you guys. Or even when people have come up to me be like, Hey, we realize that like you guys are just like us, like you're normal, like, you know, things like that. And <laughs> it's, it's true. Like, and, and you being on cover of magazines and just being like the sexy piece of meat. Honestly, yo, I started dressing better and uh, like 16 year old me, when I met you, I started dressing better. I started walking straight. It's so important. Well. Yeah. It's so important. What you have to do is there's a there's a confidence that you feel inside, mm-hmm. and we have to kind of manifest that in the way we look and the yeah. way people see us. I think that it's something that people of color, racialized people, we can't afford not to look good. Totally. We can't afford not to look our best. Totally. There's always negative stereotypes that exist, yeah. and we have to use kind of clothing as a way of communicating mm-hmm. our our disruption of those negative stereotypes. Absolutely. I say that clothing for me, like it's not that I love fashion. Mm-hmm. For me, I look at it as social armor. Mm-hmm. So you go out into the world and you're being hit with negativity, mm-hmm. negative stereotypes, mm-hmm. you know, myths, st- mm-hmm. you know, preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. And so your clothing can act as a way to dispel some of that, insulate you from some of that negativity mm-hmm. and maybe disrupt some people's preconceived notions. Totally. Wow. Yeah. It's like the... I'm just like, oh, if you dress good and you look good, <laughs> then people are going to say nice things and then you go, ha ha, hey, they're going to like me better in my jokes. Ding, ding, doo, doo. So that's, that's just how I would say it. Ha, man. Uh, it means a lot, man. It really means a lot. You've I'm going to probably like, yeah, a bunch of times. And no, seriously, man, it means a lot to me. Whenever you tell me this, yeah. I, I feel really like my heart is warm. Thank you. I think those racist encounters that you had in the past now equip you to deal with some of the, some of the, Things that are being thrown at you now. One is which I keep seeing this headline about: Are you going to win people in Quebec over? What does that even mean? Even I'm like unsure about that. Like, is, <laughs> co- is Quebec a racist? Like, what's no, going on? No. So you know, this is the thing: is uh, there's a lot of Quebec bashing. Mm-hmm. It's funny because people ask the question, framing it as if Quebec is in some way, you know, less open or less less accepting. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not my experience. I go to Montreal. I go to the even uh, you know some of the they call them regions, mm-hmm. like the the regions, the kind of outside of the suburbs of Quebec, mm-hmm. rural communities. And I found the people of Quebec to be very open-minded, mm-hmm. very progressive. Mm-hmm. I got a quick story for you. Yeah. I went to the city mm-hmm. five hours north of Montreal. This yeah. is like in the heartland of Quebec. Yeah. Like this is like in the center. Yeah. And as Quebec as it gets. Like as Quebec as it gets. Yeah. There was not a person. This is, by the way. Quebec <laughs> is uh, just, it's like France in Canada. Okay. That's like a pretty fair description. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty accurate. So, in, in Quebec, in, in the province of Quebec, there is a, a city or region that I went to called Lac-Saint-Jean. Mm-hmm. And literally five hours north of Montreal, this major city, two hours north of the capital, like we're in the heart. Mm-hmm. There's not a single person that speaks English out there. Mm-hmm. And I went into that community and people are like, oh, you're not going to do well in Quebec. You're not going to be able to connect with people. And I said, you know what? That's not my experience. I believe in the people of Quebec. Mm-hmm. They're open-hearted, open-minded. And 
they ran a story on me oh, in this man. small region. Ooh. Yeah, so we got, I got this here. I got the front page. Oh, wow. wow. This is like a small town in the middle of Quebec. They did a front page. And look what it says here. It says, Jigmeet Singh. En danseur du français. Okay, what does that mean? Because I stopped French in grade nine. Yeah, no, no, I probably no. should have. And I cheated half. En danseur means like in defense of that. Yeah. I'm defending the French language. That I'm out there because wow. I really believe in language. And then yeah. if you open it up, it's pretty cool. I'm you like, do. Oh, you I believe know. in language because you literally can speak probably a bit of every single language ever invented. By <laughs> the, the first time I met like, this guy, he just started <laughs> speaking Farsi to me, and yeah. I was like, oh god. Uh, <laughs> I've been to parties with this guy. Uh, <laughs> That's where weird. I remember you. And like, there's like one of the one of the the greeters is like a woman she like greets she enters and she's like croatian or something like that right and then she, she like says her name like sylvia i don't know what a croatian name is right and uh, jim's like oh you're croatian she's like oh my god how, how did you know like, that's not even a croatian accent i'm sorry to all our croatian <laughs> viewers and uh and jimmy's like oh uh you know and he's like <laughs> sorry once again to all croatian people right so he's just that's how are you you like me. This happened like so many times where you meet people and you just like are like, oh, this is your background, and then you start speaking their language. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, how does this guy know everything, ever? Like, you know all the languages. So you're here right, defending right. French. So this so, is why I'm saying like you you are a big advocate for, for language. Hundred percent. I've seen I, this. I, I celebrate the language. It's super important. And then they got me up here saying sing charismatic, which is sing is charismatic. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. And right here, if you see this picture, well, I really love this picture a lot. Mm -hmm. My turban is touching this this gentleman's forehead, mm -hmm. and I said in French, I said to him, "My turban is touching your head," mm -hmm. and then he smiles like, "I like it." I'm like, "I do too." <laughs> what? <laughs> it was pretty cute. We had a cute moment, and this guy's probably never seen. He's probably <laughs> he's never seen a turban man in his life, yeah. and we connected. We had this bond. There's a picture of it. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing. That's that. That is very beautiful. No. Is Quebec proving to be a challenge for you, or like, wh how's your mindset going into no, this? No, no, Quebec's fine. Quebec's a beautiful place. We're mm -hmm. gonna do really well there. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna continue to talk about the issues that matter to people in Quebec. And I really, I literally love the language. And yeah. I feel like if you love someone's language, you you get to understand a bit of their culture, their mm -hmm. identity, Absolutely. what makes them who they are. Yeah. And that's why I take the time to learn other languages. It's a way of saying, hey, I respect who you are, where yeah. you come from. Like we do the same idea that mm -hmm. we talk about the importance of every human being, wherever you come from, to celebrate who you are, right. to celebrate your uniqueness, whatever you bring to the world. There's something uniquely special about whoever you are mm -hmm. individually. And Absolutely. I think it's so important. Damn, I think you just won over Quebec on our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> wow. Just two boys. We should do a whole podcast Deux in French. No, deux garçons. Yeah, we mean while we were actually talking about signing up for like Skype yeah. French lessons. Yeah, do it. And that's like ninety percent of the reason is because you like we just watch you doing speeches. <laughs> yeah. Like ah, this guy, Speaking he can't languages. be the only one that knows French. <laughs> Half the reasons why I try to be like you is just because I, I'm like yo, he can't. He's he's excelling, and I need to. <laughs> I need to I'm falling behind. <laughs> Let's say, you win prime minister. Yep. Trump comes in, for another term. Okay. All right. Yep. You have to meet with Trump. Oh my God! It already sounds like a bad scenario. You have to. Yeah. One. Yeah, hang on. One. What do you think about him? I mean, it's pretty obvious. He's, he's <laughs> he is trouble, man. This yeah. is like uncharted territory. Mm -hmm. We have someone that's just dividing the population, using the office that's such a respected office to to see discontent mm -hmm. and division. And, you know, his messages have been, you know, xenophobic, mm -hmm. misogynistic, mm -hmm. um, Islamophobic. 
just really hurtful messages that you put out mm-hmm. and in a position of in- incredible power it's mm-hmm. it's something that's really troubling so what are you gonna do oh, you walk into a room and you have to shake hands with donald trump and he does that famous dra- Yo, jags one of those, the, the well buzzers. he won't be able to do that <laughs> on me but <laughs> 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 i put one of the buzzer things <laughs> on my head no i mean i'm i'm all good with my balance so i'll yeah. be all i'll be all right with the with the pull i'd be so nervous. i don't know what i don't know what i would do like yeah, if i was yeah. Prime Minister, I had to walk in and be Trump. Like, what What do I... I'm carrying this, my country's back on my shoulders. Yeah, I'd be cropped up in that room so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I would approach the situation with a hopeful optimism. You mm-hmm. always have to be optimistic totally. that you can create a positive outcome. So mm-hmm. I'd be hop- optimistic. Mm-hmm. I would I would stand up to something I don't agree with. So if mm-hmm. he's put out a policy that I don't agree with, I wouldn't just try to appease him and agree with that. I'd say, listen, I don't think it's a good policy. I don't agree with you, right? So I'd You stand would go up. in and just clothesline him? No, I think... Just deck no, them no, no. I mean, I would, I would try to keep an open mind, mm-hmm. and but stay strong in what I believe in, my convictions, my principles. So uh, yeah, optimistic, but at the same time, not backing down from my principles and my values, and mm-hmm. always knowing that I have to represent the interests of Canada first and foremost. Right. What if they become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> what if you like him? I'm open-minded. Right. I, I, I find it hard to believe, given what he's put forward as his values, that I would, I would be able to connect with those. But what if you, what if you, you change him? What if you convert him? What oh. if you <laughs> well, if I can get him to think uh, in a more positive way to build a better world, then, yeah. then I would have done something good. Let's just pray that he's not president by 2020. <laughs> At least for my sake. <laughs> <laughs> he's not allowed back in the country. That's why he's still here. Oh, no. Yeah, he uh, got deported. Yeah, anyway. It's okay. <laughs> welcome, welcome here. Hey, welcome to Canada, man. So, I mean, I want to get your insight into... I, I did this tweet the other day where I was like, yo, Punjabi people, we're really doing it now. Yeah, you know what I mean, like it's like, nav. yeah, <laughs> it's not even it's not even like it's not even a joke anymore. And we come from a generation where we didn't have uh, like people in in these positions of power or influence that could guide us into in, into kind of pursuing what we want to do. We we're the we we're the guys, especially you, that kind of like just karate chopped their way into these positions now. And uh, I mean, I was having this thought where it was like, yo, these kids that are growing up in this genera- generation. This is like normal to them now. Yeah, to how see crazy sick is people that? in this like, or just like people of color in these positions. This is, especially people from our community. This is yeah. normal yeah. for them now. You know. Well, what think I mean? about it this way: people, when when the first generation of, of new Canadians or new immigrants come to a country, mm-hmm. their goal is survival. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to survive. Totally. Mm-hmm. And then the second generation has the opportunity to thrive. Mm-hmm. So you move from survival to to thriving, mm-hmm. and that's what we're doing now, mm-hmm. having built on the incredible journey of our parents. If you really think about it, totally. like, it's unreal. You leave everything you know. I couldn't do it. I, I can't like, even imagine it. My parents came it. in their 20s. I'm like, if I had to up and leave a different country and settle there, speak a learn unreal. a new language. Brand new language. And it's not like a language that you have some sort of connection with. Like, you know, it's the same script or something. Mm-hmm. It's no. completely different yeah. from what you've learned your whole life. Yeah. You know, society is different. The norms are different. Yeah. You come to this brand new place mm-hmm. And you try to build a life for yourself. So yeah. you're sur- you're just struggling to survive. Mm-hmm. And then the beauty of that moment is now the that the youth or the next generation are taking that opportunity now to say, okay, listen, how do we thrive now? Mm-hmm. And then you seeing people are seeing people that are not just thinking about. Sometimes you think just being a practical. Okay, I'm going to get a job and and just you know work in a particular war, uh, field. Mm-hmm. But instead of that, you have people who are creating stuff. People mm-hmm. who are using their artistic talents, their their musical talents, their mm-hmm. their, their their comedy, mm-hmm. things like you know <laughs> things that you <laughs> no no. But you're you're more than just you're creating you know a mm-hmm. culture. You're creating a vibe. You're telling stories. You're doing a lot, mm-hmm. and so 
you're helping to show that we can thrive. So thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Thank you. And I so mean, much pressure. <laughs> us, us just being, I mean, people like us just being in the positions that we are, that we're, that are entering these different industries where like, no, I keep saying Punjabi, but I know he's not Punjabi, but I just mean, I guess, no, brown Punjabi, bro, what are you saying, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're in these positions now. And then there's kids. I mean, I think half of the, half of the battles that we're showing these kids, like, yo, it's possible dude, cause a, we're here and B, what is like a message that you have to give to, I guess the youth right now, they're like, yo, I want to pursue something that isn't necessarily the, what my parents are telling me to yeah. do. Like, what, well, I mean, you need to pursue, you're only going to be your, your best self if you pursue something that's authentically you. Mm-hmm. So if you have a, dr- a draw or an interest in a particular field, mm-hmm. if you pour yourself into that field, that's where you're going to be the best you. Mm-hmm. And that's the best that you can offer mm-hmm. to anybody, to your, to your partner, to your parents. You can be the best who, you. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what you, it takes a lot of guts though to do that. It's tough to do, mm-hmm. but you'll be the most happy. You'll, it's a rewarding thing to do. For me, it was difficult too. Like I, I was trying to figure out where I fit in and where I would be most able to you know, flourish as a human being. How long did it take you to figure that out? A long time. Oh, I resisted there, it for a while. Was there like a backup plan? What do, you, what, do you mean, wait, what do you mean you resisted it? Okay, I'll tell you the real deal. So I was in, in law school mm-hmm. and I was offered to do some fights, professional fights. Mm-hmm. And I've been, you know, competing amateur i loved martial arts and for me one of my dreams was to become a fr- professional and fighter you're a good fighter <laughs> i'm all right you're, pretty good. No, yeah, you're pretty yeah, whatever <laughs> hey, let's go outside <laughs> <You can take laughs> a, this is how you this is how i know you're a good fighter because i've had people we did a video a while back where the first time you ran in, in yeah, politics yeah, yeah. and it's a video of probably like 20 or 21 in this video and this yeah. is like where i interview you that's right and so i have all these media companies that are always reaching out and be like hey can we like license a bit of this video for <laughs> you know our publication or whatever i'm like yeah sure 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 which part like which part of the interview which question and they're always they always want the part <laughs> where you're kicking my ass well i was i was legit a champion in amateur fighting in the GTA mm-hmm. submission grappling for about five years. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty legit for, mm-hmm. for a bit of time. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to pursue it, go further, because I was still amateur. I wanted to go professional. Uh, that was something that I wanted to do. Then I was enjoying being a lawyer, so I was kind of happy with that. And that was something I thought would, would fit into my life vision. And then I got encouraged by Garatin, my brother, and Amnit, actually, to get into politics. Amnit, or my, my cousin, our cousin. Yeah, that's right. I guess. I yeah, cousin Amnit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they encouraged me. And then for two years while I was a, a politician, I wasn't really happy with it. I mm-hmm. thought that it wasn't the right fit for me. It's I, tough, man. It's a tough world, yeah. I, I mean, I've... I look at you and I've and I've yeah, but it's, you know what it is—the is fighter mentality. Exactly, and that's where I think you were gonna thrive because it's like you, you don't back down when it comes to your—you haven't budged. I've never seen you budge, <laughs> and this is what another one of my concerns. I'm like, yo, when this guy becomes like this huge politician, is he gonna have to like compromise? You have not compromised. Yeah, yet. I like to be true to who I am, and that's yeah. one of the things that I I've not. That politicians on. don't do. This is why I don't <laughs> trust any politicians, but I trust you uh, as you, as a you. human being, and it's like. Are you scared of that? Like, are you scared that you're going to have to get to a position where you're going to have to compromise something? That's a really fair question. I, I've always been able to find a way to stay true to whatever I believe in. Mm-hmm. And whatever the issue is, whatever the conflict is, I've always tried to find a way that I can address it in a way that's authentic. I've always said that if I can't, then I'd rather lose support than to do something that's not authentic to who I am. And, and I'm, 
I'm hoping yeah. I can stick with that. That's that's what. Uh, remember that one time we went to a Raptors game and we were hanging out with rich uncles, <laughs> and there was one rich uncle that when we were having dinner with them, they were like, they looked at you and was like, hey, just me. I need to. If I sit down with you for thirty minutes and convince you, you ran for the wrong party. You need to make <laughs> a conservative party. <laughs> and you had a thirty-minute conversation with them. I was right there. This is a real story. This ha- yeah. I watched this happen. And this guy was so adamant about converting you to become <laughs> a conservative. But after that 30-minute call, it wasn't even 30 minutes, it was like 20 minutes. He was like, uh, by the end of the conversation, he's like, Cello, <laughs> what can I say, man? I guess you're right. I don't know. And I was like, yo, how did you? This guy's a multi-billionaire. And within the scope of like 20-minute conversation, during the halftime yeah, yeah. of the Raptors <laughs> game, right, you right. managed to turn. And then that was like, I've I've seen a lot of these moments when I've gone with you in public places where we've interacted with people where I'm like just I'm just watching I'm like how does he do this <laughs> like I I can't do this like I don't know how you are able to like even case in point being Quebec like the way you're shifting and moving whatever Quebec's years and years does of their really opinions. Does it really surprise you though? Look at this face. Look how just like handsome. Like I trust. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> if I had a daughter, right? She grew up. Give you my daughter. <laughs> that's, that's an incredible honor. There. Yeah, but but <laughs> that, you, that's one of the things. Like you have that power <laughs> to like really, sh- a, understand somebody else's perspective, which is so hard for. Which is like step one, I think. For I a think lot absolutely. Of people, right. Like yeah, you yeah. need to really get in the shoes. Be like, yo, cool. why do these people think the way they think? And I think you're gonna do that with Donald Trump. <laughs> if that happens and then B you're able to have a conversation with, with at the end of it you guys aren't in a shouting match but even if they're like still hold on to whatever they believe they're like you know what I still see your side and I support you in your decision and to be like this and I'm like I get it yeah, yeah. and like that's one of the reasons why I'm honestly not surprised where you are where you are and I'm not surprised you, where you're probably most likely going to get to where you get and do what you're going to do. Well, thank you. And man. I've never seen that in a human being. Like I'm a very, oh, man, you're just Yo, touching my in all my, got me all my feels, hey, man. I'm a, ci- I'm a cynical <laughs> comic. I'm a cynical comic. I don't, I don't believe like, you know, I'm like, you know, there's gotta be some sort of bad. And some people, I mean, this guy, you know, like, I mean, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I think that's where you're truly going to thrive. And uh, like, thank you, man. you know, thank you. Yeah. One thing I think really helped with the last push of, uh, you kind of getting the, really really big coverage and people really get to know what kind of dude you are what was that one viral vid- video what was that like a town hall it was a Jigmeet and greet in fact Jigmeet and greet right yeah, right right yeah yeah clever name clever also you took that from me i want to do Jigmeet and greets, <laughs> but mm, now if i do it everyone's gonna be like oh he goes with this guy he just wants to be like Jigmeet so bad yeah i think that was like that was one thing that that really kind of put you into like a huge viral like people from like all over the world were like whoa this guy who is this guy yeah. oh my god So, so just one second. Let's just, what do we believe in? We believe in love and courage, right? Love and courage. Love and courage. And the motto of like love and courage, which is also uh, within like, I guess, sick spirituality as well. Nidabo, nidavad, without fear, without hate. Yeah, I went to sick camp. What's good? Um, but explain the concept of love sure, and courage. Sure. Well, it was, it's more than just a slogan. We, we developed it as a slogan for the campaign. But it was more than that because it's really my life principle. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's kind of what guides me and in, in what I do day to day. The love comes from my mom always said to me that we're all connected, mm-hmm. that we're all in this together. If you see someone around you that's not doing well, you know we're not doing well. If we mm-hmm. lift the people around us, we all rise together. This mm-hmm. idea, mm-hmm. and then courage is kind of that spirit that I've always had. That you know, against the odds, never backing down, never giving up. Things might be tough, but I'm, I'm not phased by that. So that courage, that that will to demand better, dream bigger. And so when I was faced with that person that was interrupting me, 
I didn't want that negativity to ruin this Jigme thing, this positive event. So I wanted to respond in a way that said, listen, we're not afraid of negativity mm -hmm. and we're going to combat or we're going to tackle negativity and hate with love. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be loving. We're going to respect people. We're going to be open hearted and kind as a way to challenge. And in fact, the person ended up leaving on their own. We didn't have to call security. Yeah. We didn't have to actually have the person removed by responding. Get with, <laughs> yeah. By responding with that Ooh, loving yeah. and courageous kind of response. Uh -huh. It was, uh, it was a way of deescalating the situation. So that's for me, it's, it's my, it's my, it's my ethos, love and courage. All right, Jigmeet, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, man. I know this is a really busy time for you, but man, you made time for us. That's awesome. Hey, listen, not only did I make time for you, I want you to know, yeah. I literally was under the knife yesterday. Yo, literally. I was literally like my knee was sliced and diced. Yeah. I can barely walk. Yeah. But I was here for both it's of you. It's true. You're just I wanted to be here yeah. for you. You know, I, I wanted, this is an important thing for me. I want to mm -hmm. support you. Mm -hmm. And um, we got history, man. We go back. We do go back. We go and back. Uh, hopefully we go forward as well. <laughs> It's good. It's good. <laughs> it was the dumbest thing I've ever said in my life. But this is great, man. I'm a, I'm ex I mean, we've known each other for over 10 years. Yes. And, like, we're at this point now. And it's so cool to see uh, us in these spaces. Mm -hmm. And, like, even, like, 10 years, 20 years from now, I'm, I'm excited to see where you head out. And, uh, and I'm excited and, for you, man. Both of you. I'm excited to see where you guys end up. Yeah, thanks. And yeah, thanks. Thank you so much, Jigmeet. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time. My pleasure, man. Jigmeet Singh, guys, make sure you follow him on YouTube and subscribe to his links and tweet him and... All like his pictures. <laughs> All that good stuff.